Let's get that bread. Podcast for the study of modern visual culture. I am your Genki tour guide to the depths of anime heckles, uh, Ranu, and I am joined by my lovely assistant, Soup. Hello. <laughs> and this week we are talking about the fall 2018 anime because that stands for Absolute Territory of Fall 2018. Uh, but first, before we launch into that discussion, we should update everyone. What have we been up to? Yeah. See, it's funny because for some reason you were like 8 million volume. Oh. When you started, but then you were fine. It was weird. Oh, well. Cause, you it know. doesn't show that on mine, so. <laughs> you know, that's that's how we measure things, by saying how much volume it is. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I have not really been up to much, to be honest. I've I've mostly been doing school. I don't. I keep putting this here, but honestly, like, my life is so boring right now. I mean, not everyone can go to Europe every month. <laughs> I mean, this, unless you live in Europe, in which case you do go to Europe every month. That's true. You just are existing in Europe. Right. You just are Europe. You are Europe. <laughs> you are Europe. Perfect. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean I've just been I've just been around. I've been reading what I need to read and I've been cooking food. I have plans to start baking bread because we have a functioning oven in this house. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, so I bought a or rather, I used my parents' money to buy a Dutch oven with their permission of course. <laughs> of course. But yeah, I bought a Dutch oven that's going to be here at some point, and then I'll start making bread, I guess. And then That sounds I'll, amazing. And then I'll get it. I'll get that bread. I want that bread, dude. I love fresh baked... Fresh, oh no, fresh oh, baked Lord. bread. <laughs> Help me. You, you, you tried. You tried. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm going to make regular bread to start with, and then if that experiment goes well then i'm gonna move on to making sourdough bread Ooh, sourdough you're gonna make your own starter and everything yeah i mean i live around the area where that is perfectly fine nice you know the birthplace of sourdough san francisco <laughs> i feel like i'm close enough right you can get those sourdough vibes and it'll feed into the starter that you make and it's true i mean fine. honestly it, it seems like most places are not hesitant about like giving you some of their starters so if i really wanted to i could just go to a bakery and just be like so like can i have some of your starter please please <laughs> uh but i think it would be a fun kind of thing like a, a, a fun project to do to yeah. make my own starter and it will be acclimated yeah. to my home bacteria yeah. and it will taste like it came from this house and no other no other house no other house no That's other awesome. house. <laughs> uh, 
aside from that, I've been mostly playing Grand Blue Fantasy. I really need to wrap up Valkyria Chronicles because it's just sitting there. I swear to God, I think I'm on the last like three chapters or so, but yeah. I just haven't quite finished it. It's funnily enough, I actually finished one chapter because I went home this weekend. I, I drove to get home, but I only drove home for a night. And by the yeah. time I got home, it was like pretty late. So I couldn't even have dinner with my family. <gasps> and oh. at that point, they were just like, why did you even come here? And I was like, uh... <laughs> I mean, it's a really, it's a good question that you're asking right there that I don't have an adequate answer for. <laughs> mostly, mostly I was just going home to see if I could bum some rice because we're running low and so that my friend could get his headphones so that I could borrow them uh, to use for the podcast so that the sound doesn't bleed all over the place. But then he gave them to me. So now the sound doesn't bleed all over the place and I didn't have to spend money. <laughs> well, you spent gas money driving home. Yeah, well, that's not my money though. I don't pay for <laughs> I don't pay for that. I don't drive often enough to have to pay for that. <laughs> but I think my sister does drive often enough for her to have to pay for it. So she also you know. makes bank though. It's true. She does make bank. Although it seems like she got into some hot water recently with my parents because of of this very reason. It seems that she is spending a little bit too much money on gas. From what it sounds like, since I've been sort of gone for a bit she's she's spending less and less time at home i don't even know if she really lives there anymore uh-oh i don't know where she's going she's going out and doing hooligan things being a rambunctious youth i guess bro she found a love interest that's why she's not home i mean <laughs> listen i think she has a boyfriend but i think he lives in like san diego she drives so, to San Diego. Every day. Every day yes. she drives down to San Diego. Yeah, that's yes. why she's using so much gas. I should have yes. known. Yeah, yeah, see? Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense in that it makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> All right, enough about me. What have you been up to? Uh, I haven't been up to much more. I did binge watch all of Overlord because you recommended it. Good. How'd you like it? I really liked it, and I am of the same opinion as you in that as soon as I finished it, I wanted more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I totally, I want, I want more, I want more Overlord, like, right now. Yeah, it was so awesome. Uh, and the whole, like, final conflict in the most recent season was, like, it was so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> It was like one of those things where I was like, oh, no, I really I really like this character, but this is kind of inevitable that this would happen because of the trajectories that they're on. And oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And then he doesn't even get to fight. He just dies. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's there are a lot of things that I very much like about Overlord. Yeah. And I want more of it immediately. 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 Yeah, that's basically what I've been up to. <laughs> You've just been watching anime? I've been, been watching, watching anime. Skellingtons, doing cool things, and taking over the world slowly. You have been <laughs> watching a lot of skeleton anime. <laughs> that's true. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's basically it. I mean, come on, it rained on Halloween. It's not like I could have went out on that day and, I don't know. Scared trick-or-treaters or something. <laughs> I mean, I I guess you're right. Yeah, I totally forgot that it was Halloween. Yeah. Because it's it's just a holiday that doesn't register a large presence in my mind. Oh, I love Halloween, but it rains every year on that day here. 
So oh, that's that's sad. We didn't even have that many trick or treaters because mm. we, even though we're really close to downtown, mm-hmm. we're we're like on this kind of really sketchy bend where mm-hmm. there's very few lights, and it's some of the houses have like chain link fences around them. It's pretty spooky. I mm. if I was like a ten year old, I would also not want to trick or treat down that way for fear of being shanked and then eaten by monsters. Lord. <laughs> yeah. But I promise, I promise all the people who live here are not as sketchy as the outward appearance of the houses may suggest. It's just that I don't know. We're busy college students. We don't have time to do things like decorate for Halloween. Although if we were going to decorate, I would want to put up like a skeleton or something. That'd be fun. Yeah, like I mean, if if the if the ho- if the if that area is like as sketchy as you say, you could just throw up some spider webs and silly string or something and call it a day. <laughs> the rest of it will do it <laughs> do it by itself, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess so. It I mean, it's it's whatever. Uh I have a friend actually who <laughs> he it was the first time he had had trick or treaters come to his house. Yeah. And he he was fighting a war out there. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. Because we were I was in class but I was reading Discord at the same time and yeah. we were just getting updates about his situation where he was just like, "Okay, uh so we're running pretty low on candy. Oh no. This is not good." Oh no. And he's like, "Okay, I found some emergency candy." Oh no. I found some fruit snacks that might count as candy. Oh no. <laughs> uh, and then he's like, okay, we're completely out of candy. So he drove and bought four pounds at Walmart and came <gasps> back. Four pounds. And then he, like, I, I, what, I, I don't think it lasted even an hour. It was gone. <gasps> wow. Yeah. So eventually he just, you know, turned his lights off and pretended he wasn't home. The parent <laughs> strategy of how to survive Halloween. Um, well, I mean, I guess as long as his house didn't get, like, egged or something, you know? It's true. It's true. It did, it did not get egged, as far as I know. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm over here with an unused large bag of candy that I got last year. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. But it's all candy that I like, so... Oh, well, I ever you feel just the need. eat it then. But, I mean, I will, probably. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Yeah, I've never had trick-or-treaters come to my house because mm-hmm. I've always lived in a kind of a secluded area and mm-hmm. this this year is no different except secluded by the general aura of the neighborhood and not necessarily <laughs> anything else. Yeah. Just put a pumpkin out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A pumpkin, just one. Yeah, a welcoming pumpkin. Mhm. <laughs> Do you want to talk about anime? Yeah, let's talk about floor. So, First, we have Karakuri Circus, which is based on the manga of the same name by Kazuhiro Fujita, who is the creator of Ushio Totora. Oh, that explains and, a lot. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, and it's basically, I mean, if, if you all know JoJo, because it's so, you know, it's, it's making a real comeback right now. Uh, it's like JoJo, but with puppets. And uh, all these, all these, if you imagine, instead of stands... It's it's puppets on strings, and then they attack each other and fight, and it's really it's actually really cool looking. <laughs> it's not like little puppets; it's just like it's like giant life size puppets, and they're all they all are made differently with cool weapons and stuff like that. And and you wonder how the heckle anyone can operate such things on 
strings and such, but they they manage it. <laughs> they certainly do. Yeah, it's really pretty. Uh, really, really cool fight scenes. Um, and the the basic plot is that there's this young boy who is, I guess, the heir to his father's legacy, and there's a lot of bad people coming after him because of that. And uh, so he has one uh, polka-dotted circus lady protecting him with her puppet. And then there's also another dude who kind of got pulled into this whole situation uh, because he's like, he's a good guy at heart, but also like he has a condition where if he doesn't make someone laugh within a certain amount of time, he'll die. (laughs) 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 And it makes very little sense. Like they, they try to explain it. It's like, ah, it's a part of, of a trauma that he's suffered in the past and it's, it's continuing to haunt him. He hasn't overcome it yet. And that's why he, he basically like causes it himself kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's really, it's wacky, but it's fun. (laughs) Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about bloom into you or Yagate Kimi ni Naru, which is a gay story. Very it's gay. A, it is very gay. It's a sweet story about two uh, late bloomers learning how to experience a relationship. So it's it's two girls in high school, and they just learn how to do feelings, which is nice. I mean, it's, it's nice. Yeah, it's it's nice. I obviously we aren't super far into it because there's like so much other stuff that's airing <laughs> this this season. That's like yeah, it's actually a pretty good season for anime. I think generally, generally, uh, most of the things that we started watching, we've kept up with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, it is interesting because it's not super, um, how do I say this? It's not, it doesn't feel exploitative. Like, I don't feel like, yes, I don't so feel far, like it's right. So far, it feels like I'm not, I'm not getting pandered to as like a yeah. dude. Uh, right, exactly. <laughs> right. It's just it's just a nice a nice story about uh two people learning how to do a relationship, which is like I mean, it's kind of one of those things where it feels like kind of a cliche, but I feel like I don't really see that a lot actually yeah, with no, any kind of relationships. So Exactly. Like I think uh I think that's like a somewhat um not not necessarily unexplored, but it's just not like highlighted as much in in like high school age or middle school age or whatever that that's the age where you first learn how to relationship if you get into a relationship and so people don't really focus on like uh these teenagers who are maybe feeling excluded from their other friends because they've never had romantic feelings for someone or you know or someone of the opposite gender that that kind of thing and so mm-hmm. It's them kind of being bewildered by, oh, I'm finally feeling feelings for someone, but it's someone of the same gender, question mark. And so like it deals with that kind of like confusion of, oh, this is what romantic feelings feels like. But also uh, the added, uh, I guess, confusion of it's someone of the same gender. (laughs) And it kind of like slowly builds into that, which I really like. Yeah, I, it's it's a very nice, gradual, very shoujo esque in a way, uh, but it doesn't necessarily fall into the same uh, pitfalls because it it is kind of. I feel like it it feels pretty clear and honest about what it's about. So yeah, yeah, and obviously, like it's it's 
nice that it's gay. I mean, I don't know how to put that any other way. It's it's like if this was if this was about like a straight couple, I would kind of be like over it. I'd just be like, I mean, this is this is kind of cute, but like I feel like a lot of shoujo is like kind of is kind of like this implicitly. Yeah. Uh, but I I mean I think it's it's valuable that we get something like this that's not necessarily um right. Uh, uh, yeah, it, it, it's not like a, like a titillating thing. It's, it's like an actual story about two people's actual relationship, which is nice. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Um, I, I like this. I've read the manga for this, but not super far and I don't quite remember what happens in it, but it's very, very approachable and sweet and I love I love the visuals of the anime. It's it's very pretty. It's super pretty. If if it were in any other like configuration, I would kind of like it if they also explored like, well, these are people that don't ever feel those feelings, right? But I mean, I'll give it a pass, right? It's just like, all right, all right. You've done one thing, so it's fine if you don't do the other one. Maybe another time. Or maybe, maybe, maybe that time. it's later in 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 the series, and they have That's it with true. different characters. That's true. Yeah, yeah. It, it could it could easily it could easily happen then. But yeah, it's sweet. It's nice. It, yeah. it is a very comfortable watch, and yeah. it's it's a very soft show. Soft. You'll feel you'll feel very soft watching it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. Let's talk about that time I got reincarnated as a slime or Tensei Shitara Slime Dataken, which is. Suraimu. Suraimu. So, the slime anime is, <laughs> is an isekai anime about a man, a salary man who gets stabbed, dies, and then becomes a slime. He but gets his, stabbed in the stupidest way, by the way. He gets, he gets stabbed by just some random, random dude running with a knife, and then he dies, <laughs> and then he becomes a slime. Yeah. And his special slime power is that he can vor anything. Like, literally, this is the vor anime of this season. We have to have one every season now. We have to have at least one every season, and this, this is it. It's... I mean, as far as, as Isekai goes, I, I'm surprised that this wasn't adapted earlier because it's one of the better ones. Uh, I would hold mm. it up as, like, this, the gold standard of Isekais. Yeah, it's really, really good. Yeah, it. Th- I mean, the thing about it is, and I have a lot of thoughts about isekai as a genre. And uh, if you're not familiar with it, it's isekai means another world, and it is essentially this trope or setup where someone gets sent to another world and they have to cope with that. Yeah. So the reason I like this is because it takes all of the the tropes that um, that isekai is really known for and just does them really well. Yes. I, as far as us, it's it's funny because I've I've said this, but I it's funny that we we got the the reverse isekai before we got the regular isekai because we have a lot of these like parody shows like Konosuba or these uh, subversive shows like ReZero before we actually got things like Slime, and I'm imagining that at some point we'll uh we'll get like Re Monster or something, and at some point, uh the spider anime is supposed to come out. There's a there's a manga where it is the same setup as uh Slime, except she comes as like the weakest little spider and has to fight her way up, which is interesting. 
Yeah. I don't I don't like what they did with that anime because it, it initially gave her like these kind of desu eyes instead of the non desu eyes that the the regular uh manga has. So oh. I don't know about I don't they know about that. Up her anime appeal. I know, but they no didn't watch. They did it in like a really weird way. It's like they they turned her from looking like like a chibi spider into Toriel from Undertale. Hmm. Which is odd. Okay. I'll show you a picture later, okay. because you, you like you have to understand just how weird it is. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, that time I got reincarnated as a slime, the slime anime is yeah. it's it's a really fun RPG style fantasy adventure. Yeah, it's fun because it's it's and I think this is to some extent becoming or has has been the standard for isekai shows. Where it, it's kind of like the reverse of a traditional fantasy story, because a traditional fantasy story centers around the adventure, whereas yeah. a lot of isekai stories center around, well, I mean, staying in one place and, and sheltering up. It's, it is a lot of like this slow progression kind of civ civilization building, right? It's like if you've ever played Civilization... Yeah. Sid Meier's Civilization, it, it feels a lot like that in how it gradually progresses and everyone just gets like slightly better over time. But, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, first and foremost, it's just done really well. Like, it's just fun to watch. Yeah. It, it does a really good job of characterizing all the minor characters. Mm-hmm. And the rules of the world make some amount of sense. They're pretty consistent. Obviously, it's an RPG style fantasy, and if that's not your jam, then this isn't gonna be necessarily something sure, like, that you like. Yeah, it's it's interesting um, having watched you know Overlord recently and then watching this because they're they're similar in ways in that the you know you have the main character who is like the most OP of the OPs. And then slowly builds up like their town, their their starting village, and then their reputation as as a result. But they go in completely different directions, right? Like of course, like one's an undead and the other one is a slime. Yeah. Uh, and they both have like these elements that are very RPG, very very D and D in a way. In in terms of like in in Overlord, it's it's the D and D campaign in which you're the bad guy. And then in the slime anime, it's the D&D campaign in which you make friends with all the monsters. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. 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 It's, I, I think the thing that's like kind of fun about it is how it leverages its RPG elements. Because, I mean, funnily enough, it's just it's one of those things where you don't like, it's just a part of the world and you're not really supposed to acknowledge it in some of these shows. Whereas in shows like uh, Overlord and Goblin Slayer, it's like very overt, just like this is Dungeons and Dragons. We are playing Dungeons and Dragons right now. <laughs> you know, whereas with the slime anime and a lot of other isekais, it's very uh, vague and supposed to just be part of the world where it's like, yeah, there's just like, you know, grades of rarity, etc. It's it's very it's non numerical is is the way that I would put it. Like they don't put numbers to things necessarily. It's just that's true. Yeah, they don't yeah. say level something something or tier something something magic. You know, it's, right? It's just like they evolved. Yeah. This yeah. is strong. This is weak. <laughs> this is strong village chief. This is weak village chief. Yeah, exactly, exactly. 
Uh, yeah, I, I yeah. mean, as far as an isekai goes, I think it's every part of it is charming enough that uh, it's worth giving a watch. Yeah, and it's like it's the first, sure. the first like uh, traditional isekai that we we've gotten in a in a while that's actually good. Cause yeah, Overlord and Konosuba don't count. They're they're subversive isekais. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I really really enjoy this anime, and I would say give it. Give first episode. Give the first episode a watch, and you'll understand uh, what its charm is about. And if that's your jam, then go for it, because the rest of the show is going to be like that, but better as you go. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting because it maintains this this line, this like balancing act between having like actual tension and being like an idyllic slice of life, where you know because the main character is so OP, there's no there's no sense of danger that comes in, which I mm. think is actually an integral part of a lot of, of isekais where yeah. the safety of the main character is like, it's unquestioned, right? It's, it's like, of course the main character is yeah. so strong that nothing could possibly threaten them. And that is, and I have a lot of theories for why that is the case and why that has arisen as one of the pillars of, of the genre. But right. uh, that's for another time. So Sure. I mean, I, I've actually, I can't remember the name of it, but I think I've watched at least one isekai where, you know, that that wasn't the case, but then that lends itself into a completely different feeling isekai, right? It's it's a lot more uh, dark and dramatic versus, like, the, the, the fun romp that the slime anime is, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. That's why ReZero is so good in comparison to a lot of other isekai shows. Mm-hmm. It's because, you know, he comes into this fantasy world and then he just sucks. Like, he's just a yeah. normal dude with no powers. Yeah. And that that in end of itself is is very subversive. Sure. Um, my my isekai recommendation of of the week is also a manga called Different World Hospitality Meals. It is okay. an isekai show about cooking. Oh. Yeah. It's good. It's very good. <laughs> I mean, it's about food, so <laughs> it's about food. So how could I? How could I not just? Yeah. How really could you not it? recommend it? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, if you like, if you like RPG flavored fantasy with civilization, kingdom building aspects, and you think it, you think it's funny when you watch the slime bounce around, then yeah, I mean, give this this show a watch. It. The animation is is pretty good. Like there's no there's no faults I can find with it. It's pretty fluid, pretty fun. They know how to animate a slime, though. They they know how to animate a slime. Yes, and that's the that's the important part. It's really uh, important. Yeah, this. I mean, it's it's somewhat fan service e at times, but yeah. it's not. I will say it's nothing like super gratuitous. No, it's not. It's it's there usually for humorous effects. Yeah, it's it's very, it's it's just I mean you it's like very anime esque fan service. Yeah, and and like tasteful fan service, not like over the top, like we did in the early two thousands, <laughs> early to late two thousands. Yeah. Uh huh. So next we have Run with the Wind or Kazunga Suyoku Fuiteru, uh, and it's. Basically, Haikyuu, but with uh, running college boys 
and they're dealing with life because we all know college is really is a really coming of age <laughs> moment in people's it's, lives. It's true. College is in fact where you come of age. I yeah. am still coming of age myself. Yeah. It's uh made by Production IG who I mean they they made Haikyuu, so if it looks like Haikyuu, it's because it's made by the same people. Who it, looks Haikyuu. Like Haikyuu. <laughs> yeah. it looks like Haikyuu. It looks like but the boys are bigger. Yeah, they're bigger. They're they're <laughs> it's like, like they stretch them vertically. I was gonna say they're not even bigger. They're just taller. <laughs> like they're the same width. They're just taller. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure even their heads are a little bit taller too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think they've yeah. been stretched a little bit. Yeah, uh, but if you enjoy Haikyuu, then I think this could be up your alley in terms of like the uh, the characterization and the storytelling are both very, very strong. Like the characters are so, so well done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I will say that it is. So this is based off of a novel by the same person who wrote The Great Passage, which is mm -hmm. a novel about two dudes writing a dictionary. Which that premise sounds so boring, but apparently it's <laughs> it's pretty good. I, I wanted to watch it, but I never had the time to uh, to pick mm. it up. But yeah, it's. I mean, I, I will say that the characterization uh, is really strong. You get a very good idea of each of the characters immediately, right? Right. You get that picture. Just it, it's clear that the person writing this story knows how to write characters. Yes. Which is good. Because <laughs> which good, <laughs> which is good because you know this this is a show that will live and die by how good its characters are. Yeah, yeah, because it's a lot slower paced than something like Haikyuu, which is like volleyball action. Look at these boys run and jump. This is just these boys are learning to run so that they can take you know uh, they they can they can participate in the big the big running race. Right, <laughs> the big, the big race that one. Yeah, the, that one and uh, exactly. Uh, they're all, uh, well, not all of them. Most of them are newbies to running, and uh, they kind of get roped in by <laughs> their scheming, uh, well, now team captain, I guess. Um, and uh, they're, they're slowly training to become better and, and, and strong enough to participate. And it's, it's really, really interesting. I'm so excited to watch more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm I'm honestly still waiting a little bit for when it's going to get exciting. Because <laughs> it is a little slow at the start. It's very, yes. like, contemplative, the pace is. Yes. And, it, like, it, it, this is a show that's going to be hard to watch if you're not immediately captured by the characters. Yes. Uh, but it, it does build sympathy and, uh, you know, joy for them. Uh, or attachment to them quite early. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I ended up liking the characters really pretty quickly. Yeah, um, yeah. They're, I mean, they're dumb college students. It's really... It, it's... Uh, it's... Yeah. <laughs> it's incredibly relatable in some instances. <laughs> it's it's super, super relatable, and, and it's really funny. It is... Yeah. It's. I feel like, it, I feel like it's gonna start to ramp up, like, really fast. Yeah. Or or build up gradually. Mm -hmm. It's it's something that is, I think, a matter of taste. I think it's I personally think it is a good way to structure a story, especially one that is like this, where yeah. obviously the people who are running aren't runners, most of them, so they have to train 
So we're kind of following the same arc with how the plot moves, where it starts kind of slow. Yeah, exactly. And then it's, it gradually builds up until it's like, you know, running, basically. I think the plot does a really good job of mimicking basically their their pace or like the pace of of a runner. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's not always going to be like sprinting or whatever, especially in a marathon. It's going to be like slowly building up your stamina, slowly working on your speed and your times, you know. Uh so right. I'm I'm interested in seeing uh how it'll develop later on when, you know, they do try to race other schools and and try to participate in the big race. I also think it has one of the strongest ensemble casts. Like, there are 10 main characters. Yeah. And they're all good. They're all good. They're all very separate from each other. You're like, oh, it's that boy. Oh, it's the twins. Oh, it's so-and-so. You know, it's really, really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it, it is expertly written, and mm -hmm. I have high hopes for the rest of the season. Yes. Which is which is funny because we're recording this and we've watched half of the season. Basically, <laughs> we're they so don't know that. No, we're they so don't far into the season. <laughs> no, no, no one knows that. <laughs> we're publishing this at no. a time when it's like no. it's so far. We've definitely only just begun fall. <laughs> we didn't Get talk about Halloween here. at all. <laughs> we've watched so much of the fall season. We'll do better for winter. I swear. Yeah, whatever. Don't make promises. You can't keep. <laughs> hey, hey, that's a promise I can keep. Maybe, probably, hopefully. Uh -huh. <laughs> okay. Well, let's. I'm, okay, you know what? How about we talk about Zombie Land Saga instead? Okay. <laughs> Zombie Land Saga is. It is a lot. <laughs> it's, it's bonkers. Zombie Land Saga. Oh, man. Uh, it, okay. To start, it first of all, it has the best opening of the season. It's, it's like so hands good. down. Oh my god! It has the best opening, and I will accept no arguments for any any other ones. Uh, it has an amazing song. It blends mm -hmm. that song with a super energetic and fun opening animation sequence, yes. which is styled from all the way from like American comic book like graphic novels with like the stippling of the black dots to like tokusatsu super sentai it's weird i i don't get it at all but it's like it's super good yes and the premise of this show is that some dude has gathered a bunch of zombie girls to <laughs> be idols for a place called saga which is a town in japan or like a i guess like a prefecture i don't know it's a place in japan a place yeah. And the tourism industry has completely died there, so he's going to try to revive it by using the zombie girls, two of which were uh, idols at some point. Yeah, so, like, it's it's implied that he zombified them and brought them back, but they haven't fully explained that, because the guy right. is so zany that it's it, it's hard to pin anything down. <laughs> it is. It's so, so weird. and. Yeah. So fun. And so yeah. there's a lot of really good energy to it. It's by Studio Mappa, and yes. we're getting good Mappa. So, you know, the animation is good and not terrible. So good. Yeah. It's it's super, super vibrant, super uh fun. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's really funny too. All the gags land really, really well. Oh, it's hilarious. Oh my god, I didn't expect this anime to like win me over as much as it did. <laughs> 
Yeah, every every episode of this anime is like legitimately a treat where yeah. you're not really sure what to expect going in and then it just surprises you anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> where the first episode was like, oh yeah, okay, we're getting some zombie shenanigans. That's pretty funny. And then the second episode yeah. comes in and they're like, you know, doing whatever, setting up for the second half of the episode. They're practicing. And then they they have that bit where they just like rap at each other and it's just like Oh my god, whoa. the rap battle is so good. This is they, it. <laughs> yeah, this, this is it. That's that's the moment when you know whether you're hooked or not is that rap battle. <laughs> it it comes out of left field and it just yeah. like it just man, it won my heart immediately. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it is uh, so good. It, Zombieland Saga so good. is so, so good. It's so fun to watch. Yeah. And they do a different genre of music every episode. <laughs> yeah. They, which they, is awesome. <laughs> they start with metal and then they go to rap and then they. I mean, then they go other places like actual idol genres, like poppy music. Yeah. Uh, and now they're filming commercials for chicken restaurants. Yeah, they they did a commercial jingle. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's amazing. It's, um, I'm really curious to see where, where this goes as well, because it seems yes. like they are starting to move in the direction of uncovering some of the mysteries around this idol group and yeah. explaining to us finally what the heck is even going on. Yeah, who are these girls? <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm super super curious because there's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of like unanswered questions that mm -hmm. um I really want to to know the answer to. Yeah. <laughs> I need to know. Yeah. Yeah, uh it's awesome. Highly recommend. At least watching the first episode. Oh my gosh, at least watch the first 5 minutes. It was so oh my god. <laughs> yes. The introduction was so crazy. <laughs> uh yeah. Uh, next we have Hinomaru Zumo, which is a sumo android. Ah! <laughs> it's so good. It's, it's kind of great, though. It's like it's very uh, it's very, you know, shown in sports, anime, whatever. But like the music in the anime, both the opening and the ending are both really, really good. <laughs> And it does a nice job sh showcasing Simo, and you get to see lots of boys of lots of different body types. <laughs> That's true. I, it's kind of understated how nice that uh, it is that all of the boys are super beefy, except for the one boy who's like supposed to not be beefy. <laughs> yeah, the weenie boy. <laughs> yeah, weenie boy. Yeah, I love I love everything about this anime. Yeah. Which is rare, because I just don't like sports anime usually. Yeah, that's what I was surprised by. I was like, oh, you're really enjoying this. <laughs> yeah, but this one this one really captured me, because it's it's boys, they're beefy boys, and they're wrestling in the Japanese, the traditional Japanese style, and they have all these, like, anime-ass moves, where they're just like, <laughs> yeah, hundred demon wheel! Yeah. <laughs> It's so sports anime, but it's, it's it's great though. It is basically watching like a sumo version of Kuroko no Basuke. Yeah, it, it yeah, is basically. pretty silly. 
and I love I love every every moment of it. It's very over the top. Yeah. And if nothing else, you should listen to both the opening and the ending theme because mm. Mm, they are jams. 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 Let's talk about SSS.Gridman or S.Gridman. Did you say all four S's? S.Gridman. Okay. <laughs> so this, this show is based on an old tokusatsu show called Gridman the Hyper Agent, created by the studio that brought you Ultraman, which really explains a lot of things. Yes, it explains so much. <laughs> it explains a ton of things. If you're not sure what tokusatsu is, it's just a genre of Japanese television that is full of special effects. Like, Power Rangers is tokusatsu. Common Rider is tokusatsu. That's all you need to know. <laughs> anyway, the important part of that is that the source material, that uh, Gridman the Hyper Agent is the source material for an American show from the 90s called Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad, except cyber is spelled with an S and not a C, which is probably what the SSSS stands for in Stock Gridman. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. This this is an anime where uh a a boy with amnesia fights a big kaiju every week by transforming into Gridman, a big robot man who is also yes. his dad, I guess. I mean, we don't know because he has the amnesias. Right. I mean, yeah. but he acts like his dad. He's just he like He acts like Anoto-san. He's just like Yuta. Do you wish to talk to old Gridman about your love troubles? <laughs> I love you it. You like that girl, right? <laughs> you like that girl, right? He's like, um, I, uh, uh. yeah. <laughs> so this is animated by Studio Trigger, yes, which is very pretty. Is yeah, it means that the animation will be gorgeous. The character design is like one hundred and ten percent Studio Trigger. It's oh like yeah, so designed by the people at that studio. It's very yes. particular. And honestly, I'm kind of okay with everything that they make looking the exact same until they finally make something that looks like that and is good. Because yeah. God knows Kids Niver was a disappointment and Darling in the Franks was a huge disappointment. <laughs> so hopefully this turns out to be good. So far, so far, and I don't want to jinx it, but so far it's good. I hope it's a return to form for them because so far it is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, anything with giant robots should be a return to form, but obviously Darling in the Franks shows us I'm that saying, that's not though, exactly right? the case. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I is it's I mean this it's like easy and hard to describe because it's basically just a monster of the week show where yeah. a giant robot boy fights a giant monster or two at the same time. Yeah. But it looks like they're building towards some longer arc which I'm interested in. Yeah, there's an there's quite a bit of mystery surrounding where the robots and the kaiju come from and why they're you know, uh, battling it out. They don't really say they're, it's just these kids that are wrapped up in the conflicts. And then that on top of the fact that the kids themselves have some drama because, you know, they're in school and they have hormones and such. So it's true. All of them have a lot of hormones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're just all, they're just all horny all the time. 
<laughs> yeah, no, it's it's interesting because it the show itself is I feel like it can be repetitive for some people. I mm-hmm. I personally don't think it is. I think they vary it enough, but it depends on how much you like Monster of the Week shows. Like mm-hmm. honestly, I would be happy if I just got a giant robot fighting a giant monster for 10 minutes every week. So, I mean, this is completely up my alley. Yeah. But some people might feel differently. Like, some people didn't like Pacific Rim. I did. <laughs> it's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everything about it is, like, animated really well. And the CG yeah. is really, really good. And yeah. it has a potentially, like, a potential reason for, for using CG that is, like, endemic to the world. It's incorporated into the world itself. A term mm. called diegetic. Which I learned from my my fancy. That's actually not true. I didn't. I didn't learn it from literature. I learned it from uh, a game design class I took. Huh. Yeah, but it it is a a term that comes from film study where you were talking about the different kinds of things that exist that give you information. And so this mm. is this this is potentially diegetic because because uh, the way that you know, our main boy uh, fuses with Gridman is he has to use this, like, computer from, like, 1995. Yeah. That they call junk. Yeah. And th- that that kind of cyber element to it potentially has a- some connection to its, like, to the use of CG. And the kaiju also are, like, modeled with clay and then brought to life by some uh, evil robot man and his evil daughter who is presumably a human person presumably presumably yeah there's a lot of mystery about it i think there are a lot of questions that i i I wish to see answered like yeah how come no one remembers the kaiju attacks after they're over people when people die from kaiju attacks they're just erased entirely more or less like the world retcons their existence yeah so i'm very curious about where this is going to go because they've set up some of the characters and they've set up some of uh, some potential arcs that are going to happen, mm-hmm. and it's only a matter of time until they start colliding. So I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. I like Monster of the Week as is, so mm-hmm. I would be satisfied even if it was just like that. It's like, oh, Gridman uses a, a new weapon every every week. Sure, um, yeah. and I think it'll be that way for a while, right? Like, like quite um, a few Studio Trigger works are kind of like that. They they fall into a rhythm where they start uh, repeating that rhythm in the middle of the show. And then they slowly start building towards like, you know, the, the real plot and the real mysteries going on and explaining like where all of this fantastical stuff is coming from. And so I think this will probably follow along those lines in a really good way. Um, if you're any fan of studio triggers works. Uh, and I wasn't, <laughs> I was honestly not expecting to like this anime as much as I did as well, because because of Darling the Franks, you know, I mean, even though that was like, you know, a Studio Trigger collaboration, right? It still all, burned me enough that I was like, I don't know, Studio Trigger. <laughs> it's all Darling and the Franks' fault. <laughs> but this is slowly winning my confidence back into them. I was just like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I the character design is very Studio Trigger, and that's like good yeah. and bad, because the character designs are quite memorable. And they're pretty strong, uh, but like also they look like 
every other character that Studio Trigger has designed. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, your mileage may vary there. And <laughs> I mean, another thing is it's it's like very heavy and su- like it's subtly heavy on the fan service. There's a lot of like male gauge, like booty shots that go on. Uh, I don't I don't know. This latest episode was not subtle at all. They fan service that young girl like <laughs> at least half a dozen times. And I was sick of it. I was actually feeling like I was like so massively disappointed because t- typically when Studio Trigger fan services, right, it's like it's like something along the lines of like, you know, kill a kill or Gruen Laga, you know, like like over the top, like, you know what it's about, like they're upfront about it. But then this one, it, with this, with SSS, uh, whatever, Gridman, <laughs> Gridman, Gridman. <laughs> they, uh, they started off with like, uh, you know, like a almost like very home, homely kind of style, you know, with all these kids, and then they're kind of like getting situated at school or whatever, and then suddenly there's a swimsuit episode, this past episode, and then it's just all about fan serving this this one girl in particular, fan servicing her. It's not even like the main like girl that the main character has a crush on. It's the antagonist girl. <laughs> Listen, Renu, it is the law that all villains have to be sexy. Everybody knows this. Listen, little girl, sexy. That big robot man in the monitor, super sexy. Kaiju, <laughs> sexy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it, it is. It is very much like if you if you don't enjoy or you're hyper aware of, of like the male gaze in in composition and shots, then I mean it's gonna this show is gonna put you off a little bit because it is yeah. it is very much like. Do you want to see a butt? Here's a butt. <laughs> do you want to see some thighs here's some thighs and you're yeah, just like it's oh studio trigger right there it's, you, go. It, you, you see this episode and you're like oh studio trigger but the fact that it was it was such a switch from earlier in the series is what put me off and i was just like come on yeah i mean it, it where, whereas slime isn't necessarily gratuitous like this feels a little gratuitous sometimes even yeah, the, even if it's young, not like <laughs> Even if it's not like they're they're like actually uh, having like really over the top fan service moments, it's actually almost yeah. worse because it's like so supposed to be kind of subtle and exactly and kind of gross. the contrast was what threw me off. Like the fact that they fan serviced her wasn't even the most gratuitous thing that they've done compared to all their other series, right? But the fact that the uh, that they switched it up was what really bothered me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but aside from that, that was literally my only gripe about the show. Just like aside from that one episode, um, everything else has been really, really spot on. Yes, it's it's true. Every everything else is is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. High hopes. I mean, okay. I I should uh, point out though, we're six episodes into it, so yeah. I feel like I feel like we're gonna engage the like end game plot pretty soon because there's only twelve episodes. <gasps> I can't wait. Yeah. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. All right. <laughs> so next we have Skullface Bookseller Honda, which is also known as Gaikotsu Shotenin Honda-san. And if you haven't seen a million clips and memes of this anime uh, already, then you, you, you just need to watch it. <laughs> it is a special yaoi book. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
This had a yellowy book! Jesus Christ! Yes. <laughs> it's it, so good. <laughs> it, I mean, it's just about it's about a bookshop where all of the employees have different non-human faces. Yeah, I mean, I imagine for anonymity, but also, you know, stylistic choice it's on so the author's It's part. so good. It's yeah. so funny. It's it's based on his actual experiences at working as a bookseller in this bookshop. Yes, it's it's super real. Like if you've ever if you've ever worked retail, this is the anime for you. You'll feel it in your bones. Yes. Uh, Plus, it's funny in general, just because you know you know this would have happened to them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I I love how self aware it is too, where they're just like. So everybody who watched episode one and wants to work in a bookstore, thank you, but please don't. <laughs> <laughs> like, they know. They know. Yeah. It's, it's very funny and it's very keyed into... It's very self-aware, I would say. Yeah. And there are quite a few, some subtle, some not so subtle references to a lot of other different, you know, authors <laughs> and anime and manga. And it's really, really quite good and relevant to what we're watching right oh now. Oh, my God. Oh, that was so funny. They, they make references to Gintama. They make references to Golden Kamui, amongst yeah. other things. They it's talk so a lot great. about BL, which is like oh, just Oh, the BL so discussion. It's, it's so, so funny. It's so funny because I can't imagine working in a Japanese bookstore where that must be just hyper common. Yeah. Like, it has wow. To. It has to be. Their BL section is enormous. It's usually like like in the in the book tower. Yeah. And uh, I think Shibuya was was where it is. I, I can't remember. But it has there's a whole floor just for the BL and the Yowies. <laughs> Listen, people people love their BL, I guess. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, it's I, there's nothing more to say about it. It's good. Each episode is only 12 minutes. It's really funny, highly relatable. Watch it. Yes. Watch it. Okay, let's... Oh, Akihabara, sorry. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I don't know why I thought it was Shibuya. I don't know, whatever. Anyway. I don't know. The book let's, let's move on from something that is highly relatable to something that is 0% relatable. <laughs> so, Jingai-san no Yome, which is, uh, I mean, your, the word Yome is, is bride, right? Yes. So it... Okay, this is a show. It's a short-form show, so each episode is only three minutes. Where the premise is that the that there are high school boys that go to high school, and that <laughs> yes. there are uh, like yokai esque creatures, like supernatural creatures that yes. just use the high school yearbook as a wife catalog, the wife catalog, right? Where they they just pick one that they like, and then they have to get married and the boys don't really get a say in it it's and the boys are the brides and the boys are the brides and it's everything about it is really weird and cute <laughs> but also cute in a really weird almost disconcerting way yeah like, they're like okay it would be one thing it would be one thing if it was a show about people that were married to supernatural creatures it yeah. would be another thing if it was a show about high schoolers married to supernatural creatures. It would be yeah. another thing if it were high school boys <laughs> married to supernatural creatures. But the fact that it is all of those things 
the the boys are the brides and the yearbook is a wife catalog all of that is so much it it amounts to so much and they don't super explain these you know these these they, creatures they don't explain anything about it there's no they don't explanation talk. whatsoever the creatures don't talk the creatures don't talk I don't, and like, for sure, well, I guarantee you 100% for sure, this is someone's fetish. Someone wrote this because they can't get off unless it is boys who are in high school who are the wives of supernatural creatures, who, are, who they are married to against their will. But then they learn to accept it because their, their spouse is so cute. <laughs> yeah which i mean i guess it's fine I mean, sure why one, not well i mean the one the one boy that we saw in the latest episode threw himself onto the table and was that's, like marry me pick that, me <laughs> that boy really wanted to to marry the the bandage person yeah <laughs> I, I i understand little about this show and every episode i watch i understand even less <laughs> it's it is it's vaguely cute yeah, the creature like, designs are really cute. Like everything about it is is super cute, but the kind of underlying <laughs> narrative of it is like really weird and disconcerting, yeah. and I I don't know how to feel exactly. Like it, I feel slightly uncomfortable. Yeah, you're slightly uncomfortable and there's it's just weird enough that you're having a really hard time suspending your disbelief, right? Okay. Like, <laughs> One of my friends described this this show perfectly. Okay. She says I feel dirty having watched this, but I don't know why. <laughs> and that's it. I don't know why, but it just feels wrong. <laughs> like, I, I'm peering into someone's private fantasy. <laughs> I think I I mostly only feel uncomfortable, like, for example, when the main character gets, like, a little too worked up over his spouse's tail. <laughs> yes. It's a little weird. Yeah, I'm like... Uh, okay, we're we're cross we're crossing some lines here into you know. <laughs> okay, it's a it's a, it's zone. more than a little weird, yes. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean it's cute. So um, I mean if that description didn't completely put you off, I I guess you 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 could watch it maybe. I mean if you want to check it out, it's a short form like we said. So it, <laughs> I just I don't get it. I my brain doesn't comprehend what it's watching. I black out for three minutes. And then I wake up having had the <laughs> oddest dream. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, that didn't feel right, but sure. Yeah, like even uh, it vaguely reminds me of the the mummy anime, you know, the the little tiny mummy anime. Yeah, but it does actually. Even that one had more premise and sensibility, like sensible background than this, right? It, I mean, granted, it was longer episodes, but still, like, it felt more established than than this, which is. This is vaguely uncomfortable, and <laughs> it just it just gets into it, like right into yeah. it, and yeah. you're not you're not really sure what's happening, but yeah, whatever, whatever, <laughs> whatever. Well, you know, <laughs> we're watching it. <laughs> we are watching it. We are watching it. Uh, anyway, next is Golden Kamui Two. It's the second season of Golden Kamui. <laughs> Yes, it's still airing, and it's still good, but there's no more trembling in the anger, so that makes me sad. And trembling in the anger, 
us, but you get them enjoying food in the intro instead. Trembling which, in the anger. <laughs> they don't need to tremble in the anger when they're enjoying food. <laughs> I, you know, I actually learned, and I, I, re- I should have known all along, but I realized the reason that trembling in the anger is so good is because it is by the same band that did the opening for Log Horizon, the database, database. <laughs> Which is, I, I love that. I love that opening a lot. Um, yeah. And the fact that they kept it for two whole seasons is just, I mean, yeah, why not? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. I mean, don't, don't, uh, you know, fix what ain't broke. But in this case, trembling in the anger didn't fit with them being happy and beautiful and enjoying their food. So that's true. It's, I mean, I love how the anime acknowledges that the real core premise of the show is just eating food. I know. know. Despite all the the fun, adventurous treasure hunting, all the gruesome murder, all the weird serial killer skinning, tanning, turning people into clothes, none of that matters. It's all about eating food in the wild. Yeah. I told y'all this was the camping anime. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's like the weirdest sequel to the camping anime. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, Golden Conway, the second season... Uh, it picks up exactly where the first season left off and continues the plot, the really well-written, amazing plot, introduces more characters. You get to know previous characters that were kind of mysterious and, you know, whatever. Uh, and it is just as exciting as before. And I'm still super curious on where the plot is going. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I know where it's going, but... You know where it's going because you've read the manga. I can't wait for you to see some of the later stuff, especially some of the stuff when they all get into this big mega group and then they have a lot of shenanigans. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, I legitimately cannot wait for you to experience this. Yeah, their groups are already starting to combine, so I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's fun because they combine and they split and then they combine and they split. So yeah. it, it is. The dynamic, the dynamic of the group is always different. It's super fun. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but let's move on to something that I watched, but you probably didn't. Nah. Okay. I I watched Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai. Uh-huh. Which is <laughs> the premise of the show is that a girl is starting to be unable to be seen by the people around her. So she just dresses as like a bunny girl sometimes. <laughs> and... Uh, and our main character sees that and is like, what the fuck is happening here? What are you doing? And they try to figure out what's happening. And everything about it, like the look of the show, the premise of the show, all looks like pretty trashy, to be perfectly honest, like, to be perfectly <laughs> frank. It's, it it kind of feels like light novel schlock. Uh, yeah. But it is, in fact, created by uh, creator Hajime Kamoshida, who is the creator of The Pet Girl of Sakuraso, which is another show that initially looks very trashy. But actually, it turns out to be pretty good. Okay. So that that show also uh, tugs at your heartstrings, and okay. I'm not gonna lie, I enjoy this show a lot more than I thought I would. It mm. it really did surprise me with just how good it was. Okay. It it is a very honest and uh, clear look at at the high school anime like genre. It's very oh. thoughtful and measured, and the characterization is is great. Like. Mm surprisingly you'll like all the characters Mm. and it is 
it's interesting because I think it actually grapples with some legitimately impactful thematic stuff. Mm. Okay, I'll preface this with saying that it's a show that's completely up my alley. Like, it is a show that is, I mean, set in high school, but is good, first of all. Mm -hmm. It has good characterization. The... Characters are like you know you're you're somewhat cold but secretly caring senpai, and <laughs> you're really sarcastic and blunt main boya. And already I'm just like mm, I'm here for it. And then you have like scientist girl who ke- keeps drinking coffee out of beakers, and I'm like mm, yes I like this character. <laughs> but yeah, it's the feel of it is very much that of. A good high school. I think there it's it's interesting. I think you can always tell but from the first episode the tone of, of a high school anime and how good it will be as a result of that. Mm-hmm. And this this is one of those. It feels a lot to me like Oregairu. It feels a lot to me like uh I mean in some ways it feels a lot like Hari Suzumiya. And mm-hmm. the the thing that I, I was thinking about in relation to this show is that it feels like if Kokoro Connect was good. Okay. Because I like Kokoro Connect. I think it does a good job with, with how it handles its characters. But I think the premise of Kokoro Connect is very contrived. And it's really, really, really hard to suspend your disbelief. Even though I love the way that those characters are characterized. Okay. So, But this, this, I, this show does a much better job, even though it's about something like maybe even considerably more supernatural. Okay. Where there is a thing called uh, like adolescent syndrome or something. Yeah, I think adolescent syndrome that just has these like effects on the world and nobody knows if it's real or not. But, you know, as the as the viewers of this show, like it's real. OK, but it's 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 very interesting because it's centered around relationships and social pressure and it it deals with all of the kind of nitty gritty workings of like being a social person in high school. Mm. Like what really surprised me about it was how smartly it handles its themes because it problematizes the idea of of kooky which is a japanese term that means um air or atmosphere mm-hmm. and that's generally referred to as like you know the the social feel right it's like um there's a term called ky or kooky yomenai which means you can't read the air or you can't read the atmosphere so there's somebody who right. does, who doesn't know or can't follow social conventions right like can't can't read the room kind of thing right exactly like someone who can't read the room perfect right and it problematizes that idea by by saying that these are kind of invisible assumptions that we make and absorb without thinking about it and they can have you know dangerous consequences when people who um fall outside of that you know are left by the wayside, right? It right. it is the the reason why the bunny girl senpai can't be seen, mm. right? It's because everybody just kind of decided one day uh, that, un- like, subconsciously decided that they couldn't they couldn't see her, and mm. that idea spread because everyone was reading the room. They could, they could read that social those social cues, mm. and and then it manifests physically, which I, in a way that's really interesting and. The first arc of it is actually resolved fairly quickly in the first three or so episodes. Uh, I thought it would go on a little longer, but it actually mm-hmm. wraps up pretty quickly, which I, th- mm-hmm. I think is is a, a plus. I, I think they don't overstay their welcome with how they do it. And the actual arc is really sweet as well. 
And then they okay. start delving into other characters and their experiences with, uh, with like adolescent syndrome. And it's very, very interesting. And I'm, I'm like really curious to watch all of like the rest of it so that I can, I can talk about all the other stuff because it's super, super good. Mm. I mean, okay. if, if you don't like high school anime, you're not going to like this, but I think it is, it, it's, uh, it's unusually intellectual. For, I, like, I like the sounds yeah. of that. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like, it just resonates with me personally, so that's mm-hmm. part of why I like it. It it feels sure. a lot like Oregaidu. Yeah. It's one of my favorite anime, so I suspect, I suspect I'll like this quite a bit. Okay. Yeah. All right. Tell me about Archer Boys. Oh, okay. So I watched uh, Tsurune Kazemai Koko Kyudobu, and it is Kyoani Archers. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um... So uh, the feeling that I'm getting from it so far is if you like free, then you'll like this. But it's a little less, mm, it's a slightly different feel than free. It's not just about admiring boys swimming. Uh, It's about boys being friends with each other. And um, they're basically kind of, well, one, the main character is rather unwillingly pulled into the archery club. And it, it has that, um, I guess that very typical uh, sports anime plot structure of there's at least one character who doesn't want to do the sport anymore because of some past trauma. And in this case, it's the main character. Uh, and you learn that his trauma is, it stems from something that happened in his past. It might have something to do with the fact that he lost his mom. Uh, and uh, irregardless, he has uh, he has a basically this anxiety of of whenever he aims at the target, he mm, forces himself to I mean not hit it, you know, or he he gets too panicky, right, mm-hmm. and he isn't able to hit it, even though he is very skilled at archery and is perfectly capable of hitting the target, and. Uh, it is very pretty, as expected of Kyoani, um, and uh, I'm I'm interested in watching more because I, in general, I like Kyoani's work, and so if you, in general, like their work as well, then then you'll probably like this too. It's a uh, it's a very gentle and kind of slow anime, but uh, uh, I think it has some nice characters in there, and I think it'll slowly expand the cast as they do with most of their works and and at the very least you'll have something really really pretty to look at <laughs> see what's uh, what's funny is that you know you described it as as like slow and gentle that's every kill yeah. any story ever i mean yes i mean sometimes they're like like with free it's a little more eventful like during the races and stuff and maybe they'll do that too where it's just like oh maybe during archery competitions they'll they'll you know ramp up the pace a little bit but uh yeah so far it's very very gentle <laughs> Very gentle. I love it. Very gentle archery boys. I love it. And there's some girls there too, but but But, the main cast is right. But like like girls in sports anime. What even? Well, thankfully, the I think this club is a co-ed club. Oh my god! There are there are ladies, but the main cast so far has been boys. We're truly entering an era of equality. 
where there can be both girls and boys in, in the, the same, same club. sports club. I mean, and I, every, it doesn't every, just have to be a manager girl. I, I was gonna say everybody knows that the the dynamic of sports anime is is purposefully swung one side or the other to accommodate homoerotic fantasies. <laughs> you think I'm joking? I mean, well, no, you know I'm not joking because you've watched Haikyuu. <laughs> yeah, I I know you're not joking because I watch so many sports anime. But... It's like it is. It really is like that. <sighs> it it is also because of you know sports being divided into separate genders. But all you it have is, to... it is a lot of homoerotic feelings. <laughs> Listen, Renan, all you have to do is focus on a sport that is like. You know, not not right. Like, yeah, I want I want equal yeah. opportunity sports anime where anybody can bang anybody. <laughs> Slams fist down. This is very important to me. Which I, I it's funny that I say that because I don't even watch sports anime. Yeah, you don't even watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just watching sumo boys right now <laughs> and running boys. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's true. I'm watching a surprising amount of sports anime this, yeah, this season. Yeah, you're watching two. An, ab- an abnormal <laughs> amount, I would say. Listen, I read Kuroko no Basuke. <laughs> I, I watched all of Kuroko no Basuke, and I was like, I'm, <laughs> even though I finished uh, all of it, I was like, I'm not here for this. <laughs> it's okay. It's all yeah, right, but... it's It's okay. I'm more here for other sports anime, which is... You know, yeah, it's it was solid. It was fine. solidly okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about Goblin Slayer because we have to talk about Goblin Slayer. <laughs> I don't know anything about Goblin Slayer except for people's trauma from Great. Goblin Slayer. Because so. that, I mean, it it's and like uh, obviously content warning. Like it, it it it's the sexual assault thing. Yeah. Because uh, you know. It turns out that uh, the way that goblins reproduce is uh, not by having sex with goblins. And let's just say that there aren't a lot of people that willingly oblige that. Oh, no. So (laughs) I didn't know that was the reason. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it goes about in the direction that you would expect. And the important thing is that one, it's gratuitous. Two, it's unnecessary. Oh, no. Three, it sucks. And four, none of the rest of the show is like that. <laughs> yeah. So for some reason, for some reason, the first episode decides that it's just going to ramp up. I mean, okay, I know why it is because it's the it happens in in the manga uh, and and the original like light novel or maybe a novel. I don't remember. Um, it's because it comes from the source material that uh, this this small little fact about goblins. But that still doesn't change the fact that it is, you know, the way that it's shot is gratuitous, right? Small little fact. <laughs> it is, it is like, and this is one of the most important ways that we have to to look at, at visual media uh, around, like, what what is shown and how and how something is depicted. Yeah. Uh, because it it is contrary to the message that they're trying to send that goblins are bad because they're rape demons it is contrary to that message to have that be what you're trying to say 
and then have the framing of the shots be like supposed to be kind of titillating, which is like, yeah, that sucks. That sucks a lot. That's not oh, good. No. And it's not like it, it isn't like. It's not like super over the top, but it's still just like framed in a way that is not tasteful. It it's oh. bad. And the worst part about it is that there is stuff that happens like later that implies also that that sort of stuff, but not in a way that is that gratuitous. Right? It's a so lot So they do more it more tasteful. tastefully later? They, they, uh, there's a lot of scenes that do it a lot more tastefully. I, like, I don't think there's anything ever as bad as the first opening episode. And you... so, so because the main premise is about you know the Goblin Slayer, right? The the guy right. who goes around killing goblins. Uh, do you think that they made it so uh, graphic in order to do that whole like this is his motivation? Look at how bad these goblins are, kind of deal. So they they do right and. It's supposed to, because it's a shortcut, right? It's lazy writing just to be mm. like, this is a thing that we all know is inherently bad. There's no right. excusing it. So right. we're going to make these people uh, or these creatures do it so right. that you'll immediately be turned off of them. Right. And now, you'll root for the main character and understand why he's doing right, and, he's doing. and like, and so when a, a crazy maniac comes and starts committing genocide, you're like, right. yeah, they deserve that. Right. 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 But it's like it's just such a, it's just such a like, mm, it's so it's so lazy. I don't That's know. It's just not the way to go about it. Well, even and and like it's possible to do it tastefully too. And the problem is that they haven't. Yeah. And and the manga suffers from this problem too. There's there's an excellent video uh, by uh, Mother's Basement that breaks this down perfectly, and okay. it is surprisingly. I, I will say that I was I was pleasantly surprised with the way he handles the issue, and he does it really well because I think he studied film and video games and stuff. So, sure, yeah, I'll I'll definitely link that video. Okay, and you can watch that if you if you like. It'll describe everything that that I'm I could possibly say. I mean, it's right. it's just the first episode is going to be a huge turnoff, and that's okay. I think a lot of people are not going to be able to watch this anime because of that aspect of it. And right. like, if that is a thing that is, you know, if that is a thing that is going to make you not watch it, then like, don't watch the show. Right. Because like, it's not feel worth free it. to not force yourself to watch it. <laughs> right. Because everything from this point on, I'm going to praise it for, because it is everything past that point is actually really good. <laughs> like, here's the problem, right? Is that the, <laughs> this, this this is a show, and I mentioned this earlier, that is like okay. literally D&D. They're just like, we're playing Dungeons and Dragons. They don't <laughs> yeah. say it outright, but they talk about gods casting dice. And I swear, uh, every every possible chance they get, they show dice or they roll dice or they, they like have the dice rolling sound. They're like, they're like wow, <laughs> okay. Like, it is it's so obvious. Every part of it is like so D&D. Right. Um, and it's like super... F it's actually super fun to watch this crazy psychomaniac kill a bunch of goblins with uh, in creative and disturbing ways. Right. And it, it would have been possible to achieve the same effect without resorting to like cheap, lazy writing and framing. 
And it's unfortunate right. that they had to, but they did. And that sucks. It's v- like, it's, I mean, it's edgy, right? Like it's, it's right. like, it's edgy and it's lazy and it sucks that it has to be that way because the rest of it is actually really good. It has this like very campy D and D like we're a party feel. Uh, eventually they, they introduce some more characters and you like get invested in each of them. The big lizard man is a shaman who, for some reason, is dressed like a Native American, and I'm not super about that. And he's uh-huh. like all about his ancestors. But like, all right, Japan, you know, I get it. You don't understand how any of this works. Yeah. And it's not me giving a pass to that. That's just me being like, okay, I get it. I can right. look past this. Um. But he's voiced by Tomoko Sugita, so I'm like, all right. <laughs> Okay. All right. Uh, I'm not. I'm gonna like this character, but I'm not gonna like the fact that I do. Uh, And like, it's it's like so. It's such a traditional D and D story. Like, you got the dwarf that drinks and is a cleric, and you have the elf archer who thinks she's better than everyone. (laughs) Uh And you just you have all those types. It's it's. I I think honestly, and this is what I'm gonna say. You can probably find timestamps online for where that the bad part ends in the first episode, okay. or you can skip the first episode entirely and you watch it, and it, it you'll get the same experience. Okay. In in fact, it might arguably be better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Because well, every everything else about it is like, oh, everybody is thinks it's weird that there's like just an adventurer that walks around, and even though he's like pretty highly ranked, he does nothing but kill goblins, and yeah. Like, he's also not a good guy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that, this is important to realize. He's not, he's not a good guy, and what he's doing isn't framed as good, but it, it is framed as something that is necessary, right? Mm-hmm. Where, like, there's, there's scenes where he goes into, like, goblin nurseries and he just slaughters all of them, and you're just like, ugh. Mm. But, you know, he's just, uh, like, he, uh, there, there's a reason that he does it, and it's, like, cold and cruel, but it's also very logical, and you get it, and you understand the reasoning behind his character. So, mm. you know, all of those things, all of those things, like it makes for a very good D&D adventure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, aside from bad first impressions, probably the worst first impressions, uh, the rest of it is, <laughs> is pretty good, except for, and this is, this is the other major issue. I don't know why, but they don't seem to have any consistency with which they use CG in this show. And the CG is not good. So the CG is not good and they use it only for Goblin Slayer, the main character, because he's just a guy that walks around in armor all the time. So obviously that's like not easy to animate. But for some reason, they'll just randomly have shots where he's in CG. It's one, hyper noticeable and two, (gasps) just not good. And three, it doesn't make sense even when he does it. I don't (laughs) understand I legitimately do not. And it like is jarring because it's so random. Right, right. Interesting. That's they... that's my other major gripe with the show. <laughs> uh it reminds me of the CG in the latest Overlord season. Uh, but in terms of like they they actually like selected characters to 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 CG, right? Like uh, I was gonna say, at least at least the CG in Overlord isn't just god awful. Yeah, it wasn't they it's, didn't it, like flip it back and forth. It was it's like used okay, well. these creatures are going to be CG'd. That's it. And every shot, basically, except for like maybe a couple that will hand animate, they're going to be CG. And so it's like okay. It. I mean, it also makes 
a lot of sense what they use they use cg for like they use cg for armies yeah because you don't want to hand animate that that's fine yeah. i get it and uh, like they never certain... cg'd uh 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 momon's armor for example right like... exactly they never cg <laughs> the armor they never cg any of the like you know humanoid characters or any of the main characters mm-hmm. uh, they cg some of the like large monster types but that's fine because yeah. it lends to the weird kind of unsettling feeling that it's supposed to convey. That's why I'm fine with, like, kaiju being always in CG. Mm. Yeah. It's... I don't know. I don't know. The the CG use in this show is so questionable, and it seems like they don't even need to do it. It's just they do do it. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't get it. <laughs> I, just, I just don't understand it. But, every, I mean, a, a CG aside, it looks pretty good. Okay. It is a it is a good show. Otherwise, that like is an otherwise good show that is like that leaves like a bad taste in your mouth. So. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> yep. Uh, let's see. It's by Studio White Fox, which I'm not related to Science Gate Zero. Oh. Those are not action heavy shows. Re Zero Kara Hajimeru Isekai. Okay. Isekatsu. All right. Well, that that makes me question the CG even more. Then, if they did ReZero, yeah, ReZero yeah, was did reasonably all the well animated. Stuff. I don't know. Maybe they huh. just got like budget cuts or something. Um, Someone yeah, didn't they're... raise their budget, and they're just like, "This dude walks around in armor all the time." You got to be kidding me! <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So that's okay. that's it. That's all. That's all for the fall twenty eighteen season. What are we you had doing to leave this week? On that. What are, I know we had to leave on that note, but I mean we can't not talk about it. It's important. Yeah. What are you up to this week, and where can we find you? Oh, I am. Let's see. I will be finishing up uh, an initial decommission this week, hopefully. Um, Running in the nineties. Uh, yes, all of that, <laughs> all of that and more. <laughs> and uh, I got I got another commission I need to wrap up to, and then I will be leaving uh, two weeks from now for Thanksgiving holiday. So, oh yeah, fun. that's happening. Yeah, yeah. I I guess I'll be home for that too. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, that's that's it for me. Basically, um, you can find me. All right. And Twitter at Swandron, on Twitch and Tumblr, the same name. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at swan.drawn. Nice. Yep. Yep. Nice. How about you? You can find me at all the places at Literal Soup. If I'm on a place, that's where you find me. Yeah. Um, this week, I will be. Uh, I, mean, I think I have a midterm this week, so I think I'll just be Ooh. desperately working on. <laughs> homework and school <laughs> uh i mean obviously i'm gonna get that dutch oven and try <laughs> try to make some bread bread gonna, boy bread boy gonna, i'm gonna get that bread we'll see how that goes i'm really excited for it actually i'm really looking forward to it yeah uh, i've never had a functioning oven in my life before what <laughs> well the thing you have to understand is that my family and supposedly this is something that is quite common in Asian American families. We don't really use the oven as an oven. We use it as pan storage. Oh my God. Yeah. You and every other Asian family, like thankfully my family actually bakes things every now and then or else we end up the same way. <laughs> we, we don't know what baking is. Like <laughs> we, we used to make our 
Thanksgiving turkey in the oven, and that was the only thing we would ever like cook in it ever, which meant that there would always be like maybe too much dust to be good for you that was burning in there. So (laughs) we stopped doing that, and now we just order our turkey from Whole Foods. (laughs) And now your oven permanently is just pan storage. (laughs) Yeah, now it's just permanently, permanently pan storage. But I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm just gonna. I'm, maybe it's because I'm hungry right now. Honestly, like, <laughs> I'm so hungry right now. <laughs> I'm imagining eating a turkey and some stuffing, and mm, it's a good time. It's a good time. Oh man! <laughs> and maybe I'll bring some bread home for Thanksgiving. Maybe I'll bring yes. some bread home. Yes, be a bread boy for your family. Yeah, and then I'll be like, we can make turkey sandwiches. Mmm, <laughs> turkey. Mm. Although turkey, I feel like, is like the uh, the hardest meat to cook. Well, it's just it just it just dries up so easily. I know it's so dry. And then like <laughs> it doesn't taste good because it's dry, and you're like, this sucks. I hate Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'm just gonna eat stuffing in the corner and cry. <laughs> I'm gonna eat pie, lots and lots of pie. Oh yeah. See, okay. Here, I do have a problem though. Here's my mm-hmm. here's my Thanksgiving problem. And I think this this might be unique to me, or it might be largely applicable to many people. But uh-huh. I I'm the I'm the kind of person where every year I'm just like, oh man, I want pumpkin pie so bad. And then one bite into the pumpkin pie, I'm like, I'm done with this for the year. <laughs> well, I usually eat apple pie at Thanksgiving. Mm, maybe I'll make a and pie. And I serve that with vanilla ice cream, you know, that a la mode. Mm-hmm. I I shouldn't make a pie. <laughs> that would be disastrous. I'm just gonna stick to my bread. I'm just gonna stick to my bread. All right. Yeah. Thanksgiving. That'll be that'll be uh fun. Yeah. That'll be fun. I mean, it won't be fun for me because I have class on Wednesday. So that means I finish class on Wednesday at like seven, and then I drive home. Blah. Which is just <laughs> just fantastic. I love it. I love that so much. You're here for it. But I'm here for it. <laughs> All right. I I mean I think yeah. I think we've we've reached the end mm-hmm. of a quite a productive fall 2018 season. It's honestly it's like the season is really good. Everything we've picked up, we we've, we've more or less kept up with. Yeah. When we've had time to. Yeah, uh, like there's there's just more stuff that we want to keep up with but we can't so far cuz there's so much. Yeah. I, I would say <laughs> that I I'm not sure if uh I'm not sure yet if any of the stuff is super stand out aside from Zombieland Saga, and um, obviously, personally for me, aside from Rascal uh, 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 Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai, and maybe Slime, but Slime is just kind of, it's good for an isekai, so it's good, but not necessarily like super like amazing, it's not blowing my mind, it's just enjoyable to watch. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think this this season is consistently very good. Yeah, I would say across yeah, the board, of- very very good. Yeah, I'm very happy yeah. with it. All right. Yeah. Well, so we'll see you in two weeks. We're gonna talk about something that something I will. Uh, we're gonna talk about something. Akechi Goro, eat your fucking heart out. <laughs> Don't come across any compliments. <laughs> Don't. Whoa, whoa, now. <laughs> Yikes! Yikes! <laughs> Listen, not even a Kechiguro deserves so, so yeah, terrible. No, exactly. That's why I said don't. That's, that's just, that's distressing. Oof. That's a big oof. 